0: Dear Lord, thank you for this day, thank you for this time uh, to learn from your word, to learn the wisdom that you have for us. Uh, we pray that you would open our ears to hear it, and that you would open our hearts to receive it, and that you would cause us to remember it, and it would be effective. We thank you for your grace, and amen. So, today's sermon is called Desiring Accountability. Um, The premise of this sermon is not only is it important to have accountability, but it's specifically important that you desire to have accountability. It's the whole point of this sermon. And we're going to show that in detail. But before we do that, we should define what I mean by accountability. So for the purposes of this sermon, accountability means having a relationship with someone where you're open with them about the areas you're not doing well in, and they tell you hard truths that you need to hear. For the purposes of this sermon, that's how we're defining accountability. So there, there's two aspects of it. Number one, you need to be open with them. Number two, you need to be willing to take correction and instruction those things are necessary to have accountability. So, just going over the definition again, accountability means having a relationship with someone where you're open with them about the areas you're not doing well in and they tell you hard truths that you need to hear. Accountability should also include being open about areas that you might not have problems in currently, but you have reason to suspect could become problems in the future. If you have something you suspect could be a problem in the future, and you have someone who you go to for, like, you know, advice and counsel and accountability, you should be open with them about that as well. You know, that's relevant information. If you have a counselor or a discipler... Or a pastor, um, someone who's trying to help you grow spiritually, and you have something that you think is about to become a problem, and you're not open about that. You know that's lack of openness within accountability. Accountability requires openness. It's if you don't have openness, you can't have accountability. So the premise is, not only is it important to have accountability, but it's specifically important that we desire to have accountability. And we'll take a look at why that is. So um, I'm not gonna go into detail on why accountability is important. I think, um, I think people can see that. Um, you know, I'll give three reasons. Accountability helps you stay on track. It helps you grow quicker, and it helps you live more godly. That's why people hire personal trainers. It's because accountability is helpful. You know, there's these people at the gym, and they get paid, you know, more than I do per hour to yell at people. <laughs> it's because people need accountability, and good athletes realize that. And there's much more. I, um, that's a joke. It's not paid to yell at people. It's paid to give instruction and to hold people accountable. But anyways, why is it specifically important that we desire accountability? You know, why would I think that? Um, The main reason, we're going to get into two big reasons today. The first one is that it determines the effectiveness of the accountability that you have. If you have a counseling relationship, a discipleship relationship, a relationship with a pastor, someone who's trying to help you grow, a place where you have accountability... How much you desire to have accountability is going to determine how effective it is. It's going to largely impact how effective it is. So there, there's three reasons I want to examine for why that is. Number one, um, how much we desire accountability will inevitably affect how open we are. So we're naturally afraid of being open with people about our problems, like we all are. Um, Everyone is just born being afraid, being real with people about their problems. Like Adam and Eve, right off the bat, as soon as they ate the fruit, were afraid to let people know about their problems. They didn't want others to know they were naked, and they didn't want God to know they ate the fruit. It's part of our human nature, our sin nature, to be afraid of being real with others about our problems. We're born that way. That's something we have to be trained out of. Little kids are that way. If you ever are working with little kids or if you have kids and um, you know they realize that you realize that they did something wrong, they'll lie about it and they'll give the silliest lies ever. As if they expect me to believe it. Uh, And they do it all the time, instinctively. Because humans, because of our sin nature, we're afraid to be real with other people about our problems. And that fear causes us to be motivated to not be open with others. You have to understand that. That fear causes us to be motivated to not be open with others. So I wanted to establish we are naturally afraid to be real with others about our problems. But if we have desire to have accountability, if we place value on having accountability, that will motivate us to be open with people. If you see value in something, you'll be less afraid of it than you otherwise would be. That's really important when it comes to dealing with fear. If you see value in something, you'll be less afraid of it than you otherwise would be. So I'm gonna, I'll give some examples. I don't like needles. I'm not a needle person. I think the people who are into needles and like being poked might have a personal problem. Um... <laughs> I don't like getting blood drawn, I don't like getting shots, I don't like needles. I'm ever so slightly afraid of them. I'll admit that. But I still go to the doctor. Why do I do that? I see value in going to the doctor, even when they want to give me shots and poke me with these needles I don't like. I happen to believe that it will be good for me. And therefore, I'm willing to do it. And that's natural. That's an emotional reaction that's natural. It happens automatically. I also don't like heights. But if my boss is going to pay me to fix something that's high up, I'm willing to do it because I value money. (laughs) Heights and needles are two things I'm somewhat afraid of. But I'm willing... Naturally, I have motivation that just occurs naturally to face that if I have value that I place on something that requires that I face that. So if we have a value that we place on accountability, if we believe that it will be helpful and useful, if we desire it, that will make it easier to be open with other people about our problems. So we see... You know, how much you desire accountability will affect how um, impactful, how effective accountability is. If we don't desire accountability, we really won't see much reason to be open with others. I mean, if accountability is not helpful, if it's not valuable, if it's not useful, what's the point? Why bother? I don't go to the doctor and get shots just for fun. I go there because I think it will be useful and helpful. We're not going to do something we don't naturally want to do if we don't see value in it. We're not going to be open with others if we don't see the value in having accountability. So, why does that matter? Why does it matter whether or not we're open with others? What difference is that going to make? Why does it matter how much we want to be open with others or are willing to? So first thing, uh, we control how transparent we are with others. Transparency is a spectrum, and we control how transparent we are with others. It's easy to avoid, to purposefully avoid being fully open with others about things. You might tell people about some areas while purposefully avoiding talking about others. Or you might be open, you know, with people about some things, but purposefully leave out relevant details. It's easy to do. They didn't ask, I didn't tell them. Transparency is a spectrum, and we're in full control of how transparent we are. And if we don't want to be open with others, guess what? We're going to choose to not be very transparent. (laughs) But how open we are will hugely impact how effective accountability is. Because being transparent with others enables them to help us better. If you have a counselor, a disciple, a pastor, and you're transparent with them, you're real with them about things in your life, they'll be better equipped to help you. You know, information tends to always be helpful when doing a job. If I'm working on a computer at work and trying to fix it, and I don't know what's wrong with it, and I don't know the details, I'm going to have to try every single thing in the book. It's going to take forever. Most of it's probably in vain because I'm like missing the point. Information helps. Information is especially helpful when working on a problem, when trying to improve something. If, others, um, if you're open with others who are trying to help you, they can give you better advice because they'll know, you know your situation. They'll know how to pray for you better. We're going to look at a verse in James later that has to do with that, but they'll know how to pray for you better. That's important. They'll be better able to get to the root of the issue if you have an issue you're trying to improve or work on. I hate working on computer issues when I don't know what's actually going on. You know, it just, it makes everything take so much more time. They'll be able to get more to the root of the issue and they'll be able to give you more valuable, more useful correction if they know what's going on, if you're open with people. If you're transparent, if you choose to be transparent. You know, on the opposite end of the coin, if you're not very open with others, if you choose to only be so transparent up until a point, but try to hide some things that they don't ask about, then they won't be able to help you as well. If you're not open with others, if you have an accountability relationship and you're not open with others, it probably won't be useful. They probably won't be able to help you very well. You know, they won't have the good advice to give because they won't be aware of your situation. They won't know how to pray for you like they should. They'll have a harder time getting to the root of the issue if you're not real about what's going on. And they won't be able to give you useful correction if they don't know what's going on. So, being open with others in an accountability relationship really determines how effective, how useful it is. If you're going to have a relationship with a counselor or a disciple or a pastor and not be open with them about like, reality and what's going on in your life, you're short-circuiting how effective it is. You should expect it to be less effective than it could be. You should expect to not get as much out of it. You should expect it to correspond with how open you are. If you're not going to be very open about anything, don't expect it to be helpful. Expect it to not be helpful. I do want to look at two verses on the importance of being open, being transparent about our sins. Let's look at James chapter 5, 13 through 16. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So, you know, James kind of has a logical thought process he's going through here. Um, since praying for others' sins is helpful, he says, If you pray for this person and they've committed sins, they'll be forgiven. So he established that praying for others with ongoing sin issues is helpful. Therefore, since prayer is helpful, confess your sins to one another so that others can pray for you. It's a logical argument. You know, makes sense. Pretty clear. This doesn't come across like a suggestion when you read it. He doesn't say, Confess your sins to one another on days when you feel like it and you're pretty confident that they're not going to tell you anything too difficult to listen to. He just says outright, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. Doesn't sound like a suggestion. Let's look at Proverbs 28, verse 13. People who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. If they confess and turn from them. The Bible places value on being open about our sin. People who are repentant should be willing to, to admit that they have sinned and should be willing to be open with other people who desire to help them. So, how much we desire to have accountability will affect how open we are with others. And how open we are with others will affect how useful and effective accountability actually is. The next thing I want to talk about, um, how much we desire accountability will inevitably seek, uh, inevitably affect how much we seek out accountability. I'm not going to get into why that's the case because I think it's obvious. You know, if you desire something, you'll seek it out. If you don't desire something, you won't. But why, why does that make a difference? Why is it important? Why does it... Um, affect anything, whether or not we seek accountability. So, before we get into that, I want to point out, accountability with others isn't something that happens passively. You have to seek it out. It doesn't just happen on its own. You don't just wake up one day and boom, accountability. It doesn't spontaneously occur. And it definitely doesn't happen passively other people aren't just going to be aware of your circumstances and tell you what you need to hear. That's not just going to happen. It might happen. You know, sometimes God gives someone a word of wisdom um, or a word of knowledge, but that usually doesn't happen. Usually you have to be intentional about seeking out accountability. And again, there's a spectrum here. There's a spectrum. You, you can be intentional, like very intentional, about seeking out accountability, or you can be very passive about it, or you can be you know, somewhere in between. There's a spectrum, and we choose how intentional or how passive we are about seeking out accountability. If we seek accountability intentionally, we'll be more likely to have it when we need it. That's a key point. Because if we don't intentionally seek it, we probably won't have much. If we don't intentionally seek accountability, we probably won't have much accountability. And the more accountability we have, the more likely we'll have it for times when we need it. You know, some days we need accountability more than others. Some days we're living life as normal there's nothing significant going on, and then you're at work, and then there's a real big temptation that comes up. Your boss tells you, you know, I want you to do this thing off the books, and I'll give you a bonus, but don't tell anyone about it. You know, that's just one example. There's, there's plenty of things that aren't everyday temptations that come up. Some of them we fall into, that's real, that happens. Sometimes we get off track in major ways. It usually doesn't happen every day. But it tends to happen sooner or later. And when it does happen, it's very important that we have accountability for those times. Because that will help us to get back on track, and get back on track quickly. If we have established accountability. So how much accountability you have, if you have a good amount, that makes you more likely to have it when you really need it. Because, you know, some days we're going to need it more than others. If we seek out accountability intentionally, it will positively impact more areas of our life. Because the more intentional we are about seeking accountability, odds are the more areas of our lives we'll have it in. And the more areas of our lives we have accountability in, you know, the greater the chance to get positive impact out of it, to get the benefit out of it. I'm not going to get the benefit of working out if I don't work out very often and I don't train very many muscle groups. If I only work out a little bit and I only focus for, you know, like only my upper body, I'll get that weird problem where my legs look really small. <laughs> the more areas you have something in, the more you can benefit from it. The more areas you have accountability in, in your life, the more you can benefit from it. Thanks for calling me out. I do that. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yep, yep. it's important. Accountability works. <laughs> The third thing I want to look at when it comes to how much we desire accountability affecting how um, effective and impactful the accountability is, is how much we desire accountability will inevitably affect how well we listen to correction. Guess what? Nobody naturally enjoys correction. Nobody is like born enjoying correction. It's something we have to learn, something we can learn. But nobody starts out in life enjoying correction. But if you think of accountability as helpful and desirable, then listening to correction will become much easier. There's a few reasons for that. Number one, you'll be more likely to evaluate it unbiasedly. That's very important. That's very helpful. So we're all biased, at least a little bit, and seeing past your bias takes discipline. You have to choose to do it. But you're not going to try to see past your bias if you don't place a value on um, you know, receiving correction. When you get corrected and you're biased, and we all are, you're not going to try to see past that bias if you don't have any value on receiving correction, if you don't think it's potentially helpful or useful. The more you desire correction and place value on it, the easier it'll be to look past your bias. We all think we're right. And, you know, why not? But we all have vibes. We should all at least think, um, I don't know the areas I'm wrong about, or else I wouldn't still think them, but I know for a fact that I'm wrong about at least a few things, probably plenty more. If you think you're right about everything, um, think about that a little harder. The second reason desiring accountability helps with listening to correction, if we desire accountability, if we desire correction, it won't be as painful to listen to correction. You have some control over how painful correction is. That's important. I want you to think about that. You have an amount of control over how painful it is to listen to correction you have an amount of control over how painful it is to listen to correction. Why is that? Emotional pain, so correction doesn't cause physical pain, or at least it shouldn't. You should probably change who you have accountability with if (laughs) if it's causing you physical pain. But, you know, correction causes emotional pain. And emotional pain becomes lesser when it has to do with something we desire or something we value. Think about this, you don't like to hear rebuke, you don't like to hear correction, but just imagine, if you got paid $1,000 every time you listened to rebuke, evaluated it fairly, and responded reasonably, you'd be pretty happy to get corrected. You wouldn't care nearly as much. Why is that? Because you value it. Emotional pain becomes much less when it has to do with something we value or desire. If we learn to value accountability, correction will become less painful to listen to. So remember that. Next time you're thinking about, like, how annoying it can be to listen to correction, you have some amount of control over how annoying and how painful it is to listen to correction you got to choose to value it a thousand dollars would be nice but you know growing in the lord is also quite nice it's probably better than a thousand dollars actually often correction does pay monetarily true Yeah, it can. That's real. So be willing to listen to correction. Place value on it. Choose to place value on it. But those two things together, the being less biased and the correction becoming less painful, that'll make it much easier to like, evaluate correction fairly and apply it when it's the right thing to do. That'll make it much easier. So I'm going to say it again. How much you desire accountability greatly impacts how effective your accountability is going to be. How much you desire accountability will greatly impact how effective it's going to be. Because the point of this message is the premise. Not only is it important to have accountability, it's specifically important that we desire to have accountability. But still talking about correction why does that make a difference? Why is it important, you know, whether or not we listen to correction? It's just fun to talk about why it's important. But um, let's look at a few verses that have to do with listening to correction. Let's look at Proverbs 12, verse 1. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. I was looking up the Hebrew, I forgot to write the Hebrew word down, but the word discipline in the first clause can actually be interpreted reproof or rebuke. Oftentimes, uh, words in Hebrew or in Greek have more depth and more meaning than words in English. Words in English are more specific, and that's not bad, it's just a difference. Um, But the word discipline here can mean rebuke. So if you read it that way, uh, he who loves correction, he who loves rebuke, loves knowledge. But he who hates correction and hates rebuke is stupid. That's pretty clear. Let's look at Proverbs 15, verse 5. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline, but whoever learns from correction is wise. Again, discipline can be interpreted correction, but moreover, parental discipline is correction. Like no parent disciplines a child over something they don't want them to change in. A fool despises a parent's correction, but whoever learns from correction is wise. Let's look at Proverbs 15, verse 10. There is severe discipline for him who forsakes the way, and whoever hates reproof will die. That's also pretty strong. Want to know something about these three verses? Not only do they talk about how valuable correction is, they all talk about our attitude towards correction. He who loves discipline, he who hates reproof, the guy who despises a parent's correction, whoever hates reproof. These all have to do with our attitude towards correction. They all talk about the importance of valuing correction. It's not just important to, you know, have correction, because a correction is valuable. It's important that we value it. Daniel. Daniel. mm mm-hmm. And these verses kind of come up. Um who should we be seeking accountability from or who should we be okay giving correction from? Hmm. I will probably address that in more detail next week, hopefully. But um off the top of my head I would say um If you already have pre-established accountability, if you already have a discipler or a pastor whom you go to or a counselor whom you're seeing, um, you know, start where you already have something. And if you don't have any accountability uh, currently, then um, you would want to find someone wise and mature, preferably a leader in the church you attend. Um, But hopefully I'll talk about that more next week. But it is always easier to start with something that already exists. If you already have accountability, start there. But it's important that we value correction. The Bible is very clear that we should value correction and that that's important. Let's continue to talk about, um, you know, why it's important. Why is correction helpful? Why is it useful? There's two main reasons it's useful. Number one, it can give us direction. It can give us the direction that we need. Sometimes we think we know what's best, and we actually don't. Has that ever happened to anyone else? Yeah. It happens to me while I'm driving sometimes. That's not the only time it happens, but that's an annoying one. It happens to me a lot. But, um... Let's look at uh, one of my favorite examples of this. So I'm contrasting direction with motivation. Motivation is going to be the next one we look at. Direction is more when you have motivation, you're willing to do the right thing, but you don't know what the best thing to do is. And motivation would be more if you know what to do, you just don't feel like doing it. But um, it can give us direction. Sometimes we think we know the right thing to do or the best thing to do, and we don't. Let's look at a good example. Let's look at Numbers 22, 21 through 34. The example of Balaam. So the next morning, Balaam got up, saddled his donkey, and started off with the Moabite officials. So for a little bit of background, the Moabite officials wanted to go to war with Israel, and they were hiring Balaam to curse israel Israel's is god's people god wasn't too big on that he didn't really approve of that plan but balaam didn't know better for some reason anyways balaam starts off with the moabite officials but god was angry with balaam for going so he sent the angel of the lord to stand in the road and block his way As Balaam and his two servants were riding along, Balaam's donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. The donkey bolted off into a field, but Balaam beat it and turned it back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a place where the road narrowed between two vineyard walls. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it tries to squeeze by and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So Balaam beat the donkey again. And the angel of the Lord moved further down the road and stood in a place too narrow for the donkey to get by at all. This time, when the donkey saw the angel, it lied down under Balaam. In a fit of rage, Balaam beat the animal again with his staff. Sometimes that's how we respond to correction. Not beating with the staff, just the foot of rage Hopefully we don't respond with beating people with the staff. It corrects. <laughs> Then the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. What have I done that deserves this beating three times? It asked Balaam. You have made me look a f- like a fool, Balaam shouted. If I had a sword with me, I'd kill you. "'But I am the same donkey you've ridden on your entire life,' the donkey said. "'Have I ever done anything like this before?' "'No,' Balaam admitted. "'Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, "'and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the roadway "'with a drawn sword in his hand. "'Balaam bowed his head and fell on his face before on the ground before him. "'Why did you beat your donkey these three times?' The angel of the Lord demanded, Look, I have come to block your way because you are stubbornly resisting me. Three times the donkey saw me and shielded away. Otherwise I would have certainly killed you and spared the donkey. Then Balaam confessed to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I didn't realize you were standing on the road to block my way. I will return um, if you are against my going. So, Balaam should have known better. That's besides the point. I want to look at that last paragraph. Balaam says, I didn't realize you were standing in the road to block my way. Sometimes we're going the wrong way and we don't realize it. And that's when we need correction. Even if that correction doesn't come from the source we want it to come from like a donkey. But we shouldn't respond with a fit of rage, even though that's easy to do. So correction can give us direction, and we need direction. Therefore, we need correction. But correction can also give us motivation. Sometimes we don't have the motivation we need. I think this is the real reason people hire personal trainers. Well, no, they also hire them for direction. But, you know, we need motivation. Sometimes we don't have motivation. Sometimes we don't see how important something is but others can help us to see how important a certain situation is or how serious that situation is. Correction can help us with lack of motivation, and sometimes that's what we really need. We need someone to tell us the hard truth. The situation's important and serious, and it needs to change right away. And sometimes we need to hear that because we don't realize it, and we're not motivated about it because we don't think it's important and we don't think it's serious. Correction can help us with motivation, and we need that. So, all that I say to show, to make clear, that um, how much we desire accountability will definitely impact how effective it is. How much we desire accountability will definitely impact how effective it is. Then, uh, another reason why it's important that we, de- specifically important that we desire accountability, not just that we have it, but that we desire it, is it's a reflection of how much we actually care about growing. If we really value growing in Christ, we should want to get any advantage we can get. If we really care about our relationship with God, like it's the most important thing in our lives, we'll want anything we think will help. If you don't desire accountability, or if you're not willing to be open with people... Or if you are constantly trying to avoid being confronted by others, you have to ask yourself, how much do I really care about my Christianity? If you know that it'll help you grow and you're trying to avoid it and you don't want it, you have to ask yourself, please ask yourself, how much do I really care about my Christianity? If you you don't understand that accountability is important, then, you know, whatever. But after today, you should understand that accountability is important. And if you understand that it's important, but you're not willing to do anything about it, then you have something in your heart that's more important than your relationship with God. I would say. That's bad. Because your relationship with God is the most important thing in your life. So if something else is more important to you, that's a problem. All right. Let's let's close with conclusions. Number one, you might already have some accountability in your life, and that's good, but understand, it's not just important to have accountability, it's specifically important that we desire to have accountability. Because how much we desire accountability will determine how useful it actually is. I just want us to get the main point. It's specifically important that we desire accountability because it determines how useful it actually is. We should pursue desire and accountability. And I I plan to speak specifically on that next week. Um, with some ideas, some practical ideas. If you want to, you know, how do you get from point A to point B? How can I value accountability more? We'll talk about that next week. But make a conscious choice to value accountability. And make a conscious choice to value correction. Choose to believe that it's valuable and useful and important. I would also call us to open up with others and to seek rebuke, to seek correction. You know, we we all need the help of others. We talked about that last week. We all need help. God didn't make you to be independent, you off doing your own thing without anyone's help. God designed the church to be independent. You need others and others need you. So being open with others is something we should do, but it's something we have to get used to. No one starts out in life just wanting to be open with other people about their problems. But it's something you get used to by doing it. When I lived um, at Bradbury's house and then at Sydney's house, we had worship every day. And as part of worship, we started having confessions of sins every day. And at first... um, I was pretty nervous about it. But after about a week, I'm like, oh, they sin too. <laughs> and then it became much less weird. We all sin. Other people aren't going to be shocked. If they're in touch with reality at all, they're not going to be shocked to find out that you sin. I'm pretty sure they already think that you do, whether or not you realize that. But being open with others is something you get used to. It gets easier the more you do it. So start getting used to it in a healthy context with a person whom you have accountability with, not like with every person on earth. The random people at Walmart have enough things to worry about. They don't need to know about your sins. It might seem scary now, but that will go away as you practice it. Also, um, next point, if you, have account- if you don't have accountability, you know, think about where would be a-, a good place to find some. Don't just go rashly making this decision. This is an important decision, like Daniel pointed out. Um, take the time to think about it. If you don't have accountability, you should find some, but, you know, think about where you should find some. And if you do have accountability, seek to make it more useful by being more open with people and by choosing to value rebuke. Let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your ongoing grace and mercy to us. Uh, Thank you for constantly giving us the opportunity to grow more and to experience more of you and for the joy of growing in you. We pray that we would desire to grow in you, and we would seek to grow in you, Lord. We pray that we would seek every advantage we can get. We pray that we would desire accountability, and we would seek accountability, and we would choose to be open with people and choose to listen to rebuke. We pray that um, we would grow in you and just grow to love you more. And We thank you for your grace, and amen.